Hey guys, and welcome to The Daily Hustle. And in today's episode, we have Lewis Kemp. He runs Lightbulb Media. They're based in Manchester, a digital agency, the same as us at Circulate. Uh, So we are rivals. So it's a very interesting episode, Um, although it's very bittersweet. It was so lovely to have him on the show. And I can't wait to show you everything that we talked about uh, around personal branding, how he's kind of transformed his business through COVID and some tips and advice on on how you can do the same with LinkedIn. So without further ado, let's get started. I've always loved the idea of having a rival agency owner on the show. <laughs> so, welcome, Lewis. Lewis Kemp. Thanks for having me, mate. Thanks for having me. We've we've known each other for a little bit of the pandemic, maybe. Yeah, I think we were trying to have a beer, weren't they? And then they kept uh, releasing new variants, so we never actually got to have that beer. <laughs> no, we never have. And and now, of course, I'm over in Barcelona, but frequently coming back. So I'm hoping at some point we will finally get that beer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think it's been... Uh, uh, I think your tone of voice throughout the lockdown was really, really cool, Like because you've you've kind of come on to LinkedIn and you've tried to be a bit different in terms of not following the stereotypical way in which most people used to use it as a professional network. I think what you're doing is really inspirational and hence one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show. And this this whole kind of show is about basically personal branding and the power of how you can communicate your message. So I'll let, I'll let yourself do a little intro and let us know where you're from. <laughs> it's, like, like, <laughs> it's like blind date. I like it. I like it. Yeah. My, name, my name's Lewis. Uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I was actually born in Bolton to be fair, but then uh, moved into Manchester. So I'm the CEO of Lightbulb Media. We are a um, creative agency based in Manchester and we focus on social media, content marketing and PPC uh, for ambitious brands all over Europe at the moment. We're trying to break into uh, America, but you know the Americans have, as we've seen from the Roe versus Wade thing, they're a bit of an acquired taste. So yeah, I'm just, it's tough to find a good one at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the thing is as well with I find um especially now like with Google like you can build rankings anywhere. Like we rank like number 4 in New York for paid social agency. And Four. um that's good. Yeah, and and you know we get we get leads through. Um so that we're now starting to appear in in the states for like random things. So we we decided okay, let's let's see what happens if we test opening like a little little virtual postcode there so now technically yeah. we're doing that thing but this, nice. is, this is something you guys are planning to do in, in terms of go out to the states um not really no i think you know i've, I've seen a few people do like the, the whole dubai thing and all that i mean I, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be averse to going going out there for a business trip but me yeah. being like a bit of an introvert there's nothing i can think of that's worse than going to new york where there's so many people around I, I like kind of being in the shadows and, you know, just, just doing the work side in my little office, to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a bit boring like that. Uh, but yeah, Dubai, I'm all over that. Get me there. And then like Spain as well. I know we chatted about me coming over and visiting you guys. I, I love Barcelona. It's my favorite yeah. city um, after Manchester. So I'd definitely be up for doing that. No, it's really cool. So you guys, like, 
if you haven't followed Lewis before, you should go on and follow him. I think he's got a really engaged audience and he's often talking about some really cool stuff. Like I think you posted the other day around like tips around how to avoid an agency that's going to kind of screw you over. Uh, I really like that because it's really authentic and, and true. Like what, what have you found in this time like to actually build your personal brand through LinkedIn? What is it that you think's worked uh, I think, well, when we were doing like the market research for starting it, um, we, we were asking people what they thought of kind of agencies. And they basically said like, they charge too much, they tie you in for too long, and they don't deliver what they say. Um, yeah. But I remember previously to this, I was working at another agency and I remember having to sit there and let someone sat opposite me, who was the client, tell me all these things that you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And I was thinking that's absolute bollocks, that isn't going to work. And naturally it didn't work. And then I got the blame for it, for doing what he asked me to do. So I thought, yeah. right, I'm going to launch my own. And then what's going to happen is I'm just going to literally just tell people and be super honest and say, look, if your budget's not big enough, your budget's not big enough. If your product's shit, your product's shit. Because I think all that time wasting, you know, taking people out for schmoozing and taking people out for eight pound coffee at Starbucks, I think, it's, I think it is a bit of a waste of time. The best way to make a client love you is to basically get them making money as soon as possible. And then we can start being best friends and buying each other gifts and stuff like that. But I think it was just cutting to the chase, really, and cutting out all the shit that I've seen other people do. Um, and like you say, there's a massive distrust of, of our industry because the barrier to entry is so low. Everyone thinks they can do it, or everyone's got a mate or a neighbor or a fucking goldfish that can do it. But in reality, we, we know that it's very, very different. No, it is. And, and I think I was in a discussion with uh, a guy in the last podcast. He's, he runs a. Um, and an a well it's a, basically a tool called click train and uh they're basically putting towards like this ai kind of programmatic way of of getting the systems to learn your ppc manager how they work and then it automates a lot of the process but like this is um there's been so much change in our industry i think in the last two years specifically like when we're talking about like this kind of stuff like ai like ios like this has been huge like, yeah. how have you, as an agency, developed through that change? Um, it, it's been difficult because, you know, you, you, people pay you to do the work, but then you've kind of got to keep a toe in actually educating them on why you're doing the things that you're doing. Um, and I think the iOS thing was a, a kind of big move because people were saying, oh, the ads aren't working anymore, but the revenue hadn't changed. And it's like, no, 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 they're just not being measured correctly anymore. So yeah. I think people have, you know, they 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 look at their analytics account and they turn into Neil Patel and they're like, why is this here? And why is this here? And why is this here? It's like, look, you're making a shitload of money. Like leave it as it is and let us do what we're doing. But, uh, the education piece is hard. And as I've got older and more impatient, you can only tell people the truth and whether they accept it or not is up to them. This is the way things are. This is the way we measure things. This is the proper way to do things. And if it's going to be a constant like ball ache of fighting all the time, then we'd rather just kind of wash our hands of it and let it be someone else's headache because there are people yeah. out there that are just going to go, yeah, understand let's do what we need to do and let, let, let's scale up. So yeah, just picking, I think being a lot more pickier with, with who we, who we take on and who we think is scalable now, because we've seen businesses that are amazing businesses, but the founder is in the way and they yeah. are the biggest kind of weight around the neck of the business because they want to control this oh, or they man. think this, and we need to do things that are their opinion and not based on data. And that's the thing is, is you know, some people don't want to get out of the way. Some people do. And the ones yeah. that do win. No, it's so true. Um, I've, I've had an experience recently as well with, with this kind of bottlenecking of like, you know, the owner of the business, basically, you know, there's a lot of good results there and um, you've got to try and get past 
the owner in some cases. And it can be challenging. Mm. And, and there's a point where you think, is it worth continuing if you can't yeah. do that? What's your view? I'm, I'm very impatient, mate, to be honest with you. You know, if, you, if, if, you, if you're literally giving someone facts, figures, data, <laughs> like the truth, they're arguing with the truth. So uh, for me, I just think it isn't worth the hassle. So I'm like, look, okay, no problem. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, they'll go away. Someone will do them over and they'll come back with the tail between the legs in three months time and say, I'm so sorry, let's do it this way. But for me, that three months that they've spent going through pain is a better teacher than me going, I promise you, trust me. I promise you, trust me. Let them experience that actual physical and financial pain. And they go, right, I get it now. I understand. So I've always been a big advocate of that, of letting people make make the mistakes. You can only take people so so far. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really true. And I kind of get that as well around like your your website that you've got. It's a really nice kind of flow. Uh, and you've kind of, I, I feel like you've gone through this process and of actually making sure that you are bringing on the right ones because it's, it's very distinct to the point where you're like, look, this isn't for you, then don't contact us. <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for, for us, like, it's, it's a disqualification process, marketing. That's how yeah. I've, I've always seen it. And the time you're wasting all the people that aren't right for you, you know, it's valuable time you could be spending on the people that you could really, really scale up and help. So I think if we can scare people off before they waste a second of our time, that's, you know, very, very valuable to the business financially and culturally as well. Yeah, where's the business at at the moment? How, where are you at in terms of like size? It's good, mate, to be fair. So we've just taken on, well, we're just about to hire at the minute. So there's seven of us now, and we're just about to hire a, another social media person. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's growing nicely. I think we, we, we're finding, you know, maybe made some mistakes previously in recruitment with people that either weren't competent, weren't a good culture fit, were a bit of both. Um, personally, that's the bit that I found the hardest. Uh, but yeah, the team's now kind of like settling in. We're getting a, we're getting better systems and processes in place now. Um, yeah. You're just making all the mistakes again. Like you say, if I make a mistake, I cock something up. I put the wrong process or the wrong uh, text something uh, tool in the text stack. I got to pay for that if it yeah. cocks up and we lose a client or whatever it may be. So it's it's just like putting your hand in the fire every time you change something or someone new comes yeah. on. You put your hand in the fire, see if you get burnt. If you do, don't do that again. <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually, that really resonates with me as well, because like talking from like running an agency as well, like it's all about systems and processes. Like if you have not got that right, you're fundamentally going to fuck up big time. Like the things are going to crash and burn because you need people to follow processes and you need to have like the systems there to run the processes. And without those, but for you, for you, Matt, are you are you that systems guy, or are you the creative? And does your brother? My bring brother you? is the systems guy. So, uh, so we, so Danny is, um, he's our, he pretty much leads all the operations for the business. Yeah, uh, and he is so good at coming through and going right. This is where the problem's getting stuck. This is where we've got to go and change it. Uh, I'm, I'm very much front of front of house, like standing yeah. there smiling, going, "Hey, come on!" <laughs> oh, I'm very jealous, mate. I'm very jealous. That, that that's what I want to be as well. When I, people start people start showing me spreadsheets and stuff, I just shut down. I, yeah. I, I think I'm like a creative at heart, and I just want to be like moving around and building stuff and launching things. That <laughs> is, I, I think you've got a really good skill to to that as well. Like you're really really. I love the content that you post. Like it always makes me smile on my face when I see one of your posts go up and then I look at it and go, bloody hell, he's got like 2000 likes on that. Really really going. How long did it take for you to kind of build that traction? What was the the formula behind that? 
Uh, to be honest with you, mate, I, I think I had a lot of delusion and I knew what I was saying was right. But the, the problem is, it's you know, there's so many flash in the pan people and businesses out there now that it's that it's consistency. So for the first eight months, I think it was, didn't make a dime. Didn't make a dime. It was saying the same shit. It was really good stuff. Didn't make a dime. And then the first first uh, first bit of business came in through it and it was just consistency. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think we're falling into a thing now where a lot of people are going, oh, you need to be posting three times a day. I posted once to twice a week, every yeah. week for three years. That, that, that's it. But focus yeah. on quality, focus on quality. And then it's got to be, it's got to be part of a bigger system where you're actually right. Well, that's, that gets their attention. Cause the one yeah. thing that we we were really good at in, you know, re- recessions and COVID, et cetera, when everyone kind of stops marketing, we were just the loudest voice in the room. We were the best at getting attention. There are so many credible people out there, but they're absolutely shocking at getting attention and making people look at them and giving, getting the chance to show how good they are. So I think that's kind of where we where we stood out. Yeah, no, it's really interesting because I feel like from from our point of view, like we we haven't really done the personal branding stuff. Like mm. I've spoken at events and I've done quite a few different like talks and stuff, but like I've never really pushed myself out there and, and spoken up on LinkedIn, which is funny mm. because I am also quite extroverted, and you've said you're quite introverted. So it's it's uh, I feel like I'm yeah. good at getting out in those situations, but. Putting it into LinkedIn has been a bit of a struggle for us. Well, I think that's the key, mate. That's the only reason I did it because I, I, I was getting invited to networking, and you, you know, you go and paying fucking fifteen quid for a stale bacon butty and like stale chat with some fucking guy that's never going to work with you. And I thought, <laughs> why am I wasting all this time and money? And I don't even like networking. I don't generally like being around people. So I was like, right, okay, well, then if maybe this will work, and I'll just put what I'm going to say online, and then that has proved, you know, a hundred times more valuable than face-to-face networking. But that's purely because I'm an introvert and I don't like people. So it had to work. Well, if that didn't work and I didn't want to do that, I'd be skinned. It's, it's so funny because you just would not think you're intro- in, like I would not see you as an introvert even talking to you now. You seem quite confident and like out there. Like, Yeah, I think it, you know what it is. I'm only confident in the things that I know I'm really good at. Yeah. If you if you did, did gave me anything else and said, oh, do some accounts or look at this HR, look at this legal contract, I just go, what the fuck you want? What you want about? Uh, no, 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 get that away from me. I, I stay in my lane and just try and stick to yeah. the things that I'm good at, and that's why I can be confident. I think, yeah, to be fair, I'm quite delusional as well. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna work. It's that delusion that powers you through so many kind of yeah. like trials and tribulations. <laughs> like, trust me, it'll work. <laughs> Does that include stealing dogs? I'm sorry, I found that in your bio. Like, I want to oh. know the story. Yeah, well, obviously we've got a dog-friendly office here, and then uh, well, most of the team are the same. So like, I'll turn around, and they won't be sat there anymore. That's because they're on the hands and knees chasing a dog around the office. <laughs> There's just so many dogs in all the time. Um, and for me, I've, I've always said dog, dogs are better than people. Um, I'm a massive, massive animal person, so I think yeah, if I can have a cabin in the woods surrounded by dogs and just send out a few tweets and post a day, I'll be happy. With it. <laughs> So what is is LinkedIn your primary platform at the moment that you're using for for like leads and stuff or is it are you using like Instagram or Facebook or anything? No, to be honest with you, like me personally in my personal life, I don't use any social media. I use LinkedIn for, for work and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but as far as leads, like since we did the website, we changed it so it was like wasn't built for SEO. Please don't kill me yeah. SEOs, but we just built it for people. Cut down all the text, cut out I all the waffle, tell, all yeah. the bollocks. Um, and the leads went up by like 60, 60%, uh, mm. by the next week. And they, they've started coming through as like an additional one now, but we are a hundred percent inbound. Everything's from referrals, word of mouth, content marketing, uh, on LinkedIn, the entire thing's inbound. We've never, never spent a penny on paid ads, never done cold sales shit. 
anything like that. It's just not, it's not our vibe. Yeah. No, it's really interesting because I, I actually noticed that with the site. I thought like, obviously it's not built for SEO. I can, yeah. I can see straight away, but it, it tells a story. And yeah. I think that in some cases is a lot more powerful. Um, I think from so, just yeah. Having- People were telling me about like getting found, getting found, getting found. I was like, yeah, but I'd rather be chosen. Do you know what I mean? It, it, we mm. can get found by being just the same as everyone else with a shitty WordPress site and a templated thing with a testimonial from your nan. Like everyone looks the same. So yeah. If they do find us, well, let's use our content to let people find us. And then we know yeah. that our copy is a hundred times better than other people. So we're definitely going to choose us. Like we've had clients come to us and say, oh, we were debating three or four agencies, but then we saw your website, boom, we were in. So yeah. that's when you kind of get that feedback that it's actually working. It could have gone terribly. Don't get me wrong. It could have gone up absolutely right, terribly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> On page, page, page 34 of Google. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. We've gone. <laughs> Sorry guys. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because we've obviously, uh, we've gone in the, which, well, we've taken a bit of an agile approach, right? So we've completely rebuilt our site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, we focused on the user journey uh, and tried to make it as as accessible as possible. And in the first week of launching, we've had the same response as what you've had. Love that. In terms of um, leads going up, but we've also activated a load of paid campaigns as well. So yeah. uh, this has helped. But the, the the usability on the site's much better. But our next thing really is the content, is to make that better and improve on that. But it's yeah. like all of these things, it, it has to be done over time, right? So if you're sitting here listening, thinking, God, I need to get all this stuff done, like it's consistency in time. Yeah, to be fair, we literally yesterday decided we're going to do a mailing list. We've been going for four yeah. years. We didn't have a mailing list. We've I'm literally just... Subscribed. You just subscribe. Good. I yeah. like it. Prepare to have your life ruined every fortnight. <laughs> so yeah, we just launched a mailing list and literally in the next kind of two months, we're going to be launching like an e-commerce side of the site where people can like yeah. download stuff. Cause I think with everything that's coming at the moment, yeah, we're, we're quite like well priced, but not everyone can afford to work with us from an SME standpoint. Yeah. So I think if we can create something for people where there's something for everyone and some things are a tenner and some things are under quid or whatever, then if we do go into yeah. recession and some industries really take a hit, then there's something there for them and they're not kind of left to yeah. their own devices. So yeah, I think it's yeah. just trying to make sure that everyone everyone's covered. That's kind of the goal. It's actually an interesting one. Like if we're going on to talking about like um I guess productizing. Mm. Like I'm seeing a lot more now of agencies going down and actually having a product in terms of whether that's a, you know, like some kind of technical platform or mm. um, a product as in, hey, you can buy keyword research for £250. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's difficult that because a lot of things that people launch, they do it because other people are doing it. Whereas mm. everything, I would never put my name to something that we haven't done, tried, tested and have the data yeah. for. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. It's like me launching an SEO guide. I don't have the first fucking clue about it. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm not going to launch it just because it's an agency or whatever. Um, so I think you know there's going to be it's going to get saturated it's going to be like the drop shipping era of products there's going to be like a, a new oh everyone's got digital products now and it's like well is it actually any good who's written it what kind of proof and data have they got to back that up i think that's yeah. so key and a lot of people don't have it they're doing it because other people have told them that they need to do it yeah no it's true no it's very interesting um i i think there's a challenging time ahead uh, in terms of, I don't necessarily think in terms of business as a whole, because I think there's always going to be business. Like we survived COVID, right? And mm. we are one of those companies that came through stronger in COVID as well, um, thankfully. But I do feel like when the, a wider recession, if that was to come in, like we, of course, people are going to get impacted, whether that's through 
financial job cuts and stuff like this, it's going to be difficult. But um, yeah. we're not there yet. And one of the biggest things, you know, this is a, a mental health podcast as well. And we talk a little bit about mental health on here. And, and actually, like, it's very important not to look into the future too far because it, we can easily sit here and go, right, oh, God, this is going to happen. But it might never happen. Yeah, I agree. And I think to be fair, you have to have that confidence. Like for me, like from what I saw with COVID as well, um, I genuinely think a recession as a marketing agency, I I think will do well because what happens in a recession is the first people to get sacked are the in-house marketers. And then what do you do? People like businesses are going to come, they're going to want more talent under one roof. They're going to want it cheaper. They're going to want flexibility. So marketing agencies are the most logical place so i think we've just been very fortunate in the industry that we're in to have to be you know super lucky with being an essential service um and being able to deliver a lot of that value with more flexibility so yeah i think we're lucky that we don't really have to worry about it this side um you're completely right that's why i'm trying to you know create something for everyone um so we've got something to offer yeah i think that's a really good way to look at it i really do i think um in terms of like uh, how you would, I'm trying to think about this one. So in like a smaller business, but how would you kind of support them if they've not got the budgets and stuff at the moment? Would you go through and have some kind of way of like coursing or anything? Yeah. So, so the way our business is built is we have the training element, we have consultancy and then we have full management. So if people can't afford the full management, we completely get it. But the best thing to do is then get the training so you're actually doing the right things. You know how to launch a campaign, yeah. you, know what a pix- you know what a pixel is, everything's set up correctly. Yeah. And then what most people will do is they'll get the training, then they'll get one or two hours consultancy a month to make sure that they're doing the right things. And then after three, six months, they go, fuck me, this is a lot of work. I understand why you charge what you charge. And then they'll move to the management. So we get paid three times. That's yeah. tended to be the best thing. And I hope if, if anyone's out there, feel free to steal that. It works very, very well. Uh, and it's a great way of letting the client know how much work goes into what you're doing. And yeah. once they understand what they're paying for, it's a, it's a smooth ride because they're spending, you know, seven hours a, a week trying to launch a campaign, whereas we can do it in 20 minutes. So Yeah, I know it's true, isn't it? Yeah. I, think that's, um, I think that's a good word. Yeah, and, and the, the thing actually, you've just hit on a very good point there, like as agency owners as well, if you're listening to this and you, you are an agency owner and you've had problems with deliverables specifically, outlining what the client's getting is so important because it can be so, we've signed like a paid social order before and they think we're doing SEO too. <laughs> so the, understanding the principles of what you're actually doing is so important in this matter. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? We get lumped in with that all the time. People are like, um, yeah, you do SEO as well, don't you? I was like, no, it's not on the site anywhere. I've never mentioned it anywhere. So I don't know where you're pulling that from, but I, I, people just assume that all digital is digital. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a little bit of a off topic question now in terms of like how you actually plan your, your content for social as well. Cause like you, every single post that you're positioning around your agency and what you're doing is, is pretty much around that kind of context, isn't it? Like how do you get inspired to create this content? So I always look at it and go, oh my God, that's really like innovative. Like it's really a different way of thinking. Yeah, to, to be honest with you, it normally comes from just, I, I read things a lot and it pisses me off, but where the, the times I'm most creative is kind of like, at night in bed and then like first thing in the morning before my brain switched on mm-hmm. and started looking at emails and analytics, etc. So whenever I'm feeling really creative, 
or I've seen something in the news or I've seen something that pissed me off. I'll batch create. So in my notes on my phone, there's like a 150 posts that have never seen the light of day. So I batch create when I'm in a flow state and I'll create loads of things on loads of different topics. And then whenever you feel like it's a good time to post, looking at the current kind of climate, um, whether it's going to go down well, et cetera, that's kind, of, uh, that's kind of when they get pushed out. But yeah, they, they don't tend to take long, to be honest with you, because I, I, I'm, I'm a text post guy. Do you know what I mean? When you've got a yeah. face like this, you, you ain't going to get far with selfies. So <laughs> stick to the text. So I, I think, yeah, if I can make the text valuable and have like, you know, the bare bones, that means nobody can turn around to me and say, oh, it's because you did this, it's because you did that. No, it's because the copy is really fucking good. That's why. Uh, so there's no excuses around it. Uh, and if it didn't work, like you say, we, we tweet, we test, we look at the data, we go again. Um, but do yeah, you also myself around. Do you do it personally or do you have someone else helping you to do it? Oh, no, no, it's all me, this. It's all you, I was going to say. Yeah. Sometimes, like, when you go into, like, personal branding, like, someone can also support you in actually getting more out. But it sounds like you're you're doing this all yourself. Yeah, we do it for a few people, to be honest with you. And they're always worried because they're like, oh, your tone's a bit, a bit, you know, a bit much, uh, you know, wearing insurance. So I was like, why would I, I wouldn't write in this tone for insurance brokers, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I, I think for us, we're kind of like professional sociopaths so we have to put different hats on at different hours of the day so in the morning you're like a female founder and you're like yes girls uh and then you're going into like barry who's been in hr for 40 years and (laughs) so it's like it's yeah i think it's it's probably not healthy but it works yeah no man i mean that's you're you're completely right you've just reminded me of one of our um first kind of SEO people we hired um, is, is kind of still with us today. Um, he, well, he is still with us today. He's called Jack. Uh, and um, he basically started his SEO writing about caravans. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. Like, yeah. So he's basically gone from like caravans to like um, live-in care for like private treatment and stuff like this for people yeah. that are like older. And now he's like writing about loads of different things, but like, you're right in terms of when you're in like a content and, and copywriting role, like you have to wear so many different hats. Absolutely. It, it's, it's quite a crazy, I guess, striking the balance of all those different things as well. It's Absolutely. Quite so think, uh, for, for us, like you say, it's just the content that's different. The actual frameworks and the techniques and the delivery are all, are all the same. Um, yeah. It's literally just swapping out the keywords and the, and the different pain points and the different things that people relate to and the metaphors, et cetera. Um, but yeah, as long as, again, it's systems and processes. You know, you yeah. have to have these systems in place. Otherwise, you'd be running around and then end up like a schizophrenic, like the guy from Split. Yeah. So, <laughs> what kind of what kind of advice can you give to people um, for actually getting that creative flow in terms of copywriting? I, I think practice does make perfect. So I think you need to be writing every single day, whether regardless of whether you post it, regardless of where it goes, you need to be looking at things and you need to be writing. And then you look at you go back and you look at that writing next week. And what you'll do, you you, you won't realize, it, but subconsciously. You'll go, you'll go back in and you realize that certain things are wrong or certain things read better. But I always think when, when it comes to kind of copy, it's the fear. People put it out. Oh, why would anybody care? Or is this going to go mm-hmm. well? What's the worst thing that can happen? You put it out, nobody sees it. You've not lost anything. You put yeah. it out, nobody engages on it. All right, it was shit. Go again, write something else, try something new. Like you can't lose put it out test it if it doesn't work don't do it again if it does work do more of it it's very market that's marketing to a t that's marketing like in a box (laughs) 
Do you think there's some kind of algorithm, though, that helps to pick things up if you're more consistent, though? Like for me, uh, I, was, I, I hardly post, like like I said to you. Um, so if, if I was posting maybe two or three times a week, would I be more notifiable, do you think, within LinkedIn? Or well, uh, no, because people, people push. People confuse visibility, being visible with being memorable. There are people yeah. that post twice a day and it's bollocks, but I see it every day, visible as fuck, and the only thing that I can remember them for is that they've got shit content, whereas yeah. there are people that post once a week, there are people that post three times a month, I remember every single piece. So it's, it's focusing on that quality. And I don't know who's telling people to keep churning out this shit, but it actually yeah. can do more damage um, to your business than, yeah. than anything else. So I think focus less on that. I think consistency is important, um, but it needs to, it needs to lead somewhere. You know, why are you, if you started posting once a day, why would you be posting once a day? Where's it going to? What's the next yeah. step? Uh, what, what does it tie into? People are just doing it because they've been told to do it for the sake of it, but it doesn't actually yeah, lead yeah. anywhere, which is why people are happy to show off. Oh, I got 20,000 engagements. Do you make any money? Oh, well, you, yeah, well, no, you didn't, did you? Because it's not a strategy. Uh, anyone could post a picture of a fucking dog or an Aldi campaign or a Specsavers campaign. Where's it going? What's it, what's it, how's it showing people that you're good at what you do? It yeah. just shows that you're the only thing you're good at is taking other people's shit. Yeah. No, no, it's true. No, and, and I must say, like, that's where yours does definitely feel different because um, you are um, you you're, you are keeping it within uh, the niche of what you do uh, with, mm. with running a business and running an agency, right? It's, you can tell there's a very similar pattern throughout all of the content you're posting. I, I try to. I try and, like, teach people something um, and, and try and make them laugh at, at the same time. So I think if you can attach that positive emotion to a lesson, you're more likely to remember it. If you remember how you felt when you were learning that lesson, if it's just blind information, there's so many credible people putting out amazing posts that are technically fantastic. You know, you should do this and do this and look at this campaign. People don't remember it because it's boring as fuck. That's why you need to entertain people. They're, they're, those they, all they care about is them, their own emotions, what they're going to get out of it. So you need to flip it. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's definitely got me thinking around like how, from from my own point of view, how I can definitely change things up. But I tend to I tend to kind of sit there and go, "Fuck, I've not got enough time to do this." But then it's actually just need to make the time for it. Don't you? Like, yeah. Sit down instead of having a barbecue at seven o'clock in the evening. <laughs> do you, do you, no, do you know what it is? Uh, time's a big one for people. So when we do like personal branding for people, we take the creative element out of it because we're creating the post. And then when yeah. you give them the strategy of how to engage properly and how to make sure that your content's going in front of the right people and how often, how long you should be spending commenting and how you can get notified when your ideal client comes on, et cetera, that mm. doesn't take more than 20 minutes a day. And if you haven't got 20 minutes a day to dedicate to it, come on, there's something wrong somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> well, I, I need to I call think you out on that, but stop having I, the barbecues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's it because I, I know exactly what you're talking about there. Cause it's like when people say, I haven't got time to go to the gym. Yeah. It's like, you just need to make the time to do it. Yeah. Um, and also, is it your priority? Like this is another thing I actually say to people as well. Is it your priority right now? Like, do you need to be focusing all your time on LinkedIn or have you got enough stuff going on in the background to keep you busy? Yeah. Um, it's difficult that it's difficult because you're never going to see, like say it took me eight months to make any, any money yeah. out, out of what I was doing. And the vast majority of people, they don't have that long-term mindset. They're not going to grind it out for 12 months. The people that do are the ones that skyrocket and the ones that you see absolutely dominate in the space. 
and everyone, oh, well, I did six posts and I'm not a millionaire yet. What, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. uh, think about developing a relationship with people. It doesn't come overnight. But so many people, we're just hardwired for instant results, instant gratification. And it's not, it's not the way it works. Yeah. And um, we had, um, I don't know if you saw, but or if you know of Chris O'Connell. Um, so he was... Yeah, yeah on- I'm like Chris, yeah. Yeah, so he was on he was on our show. He was the first person on the show. Nice. And um you can go back and listen to his episodes at some point. Um and yeah, he was actually the other day he blew up on on uh he didn't literally blow up. <laughs> he, that's he, a he, fucking good show, mate. If he blew up on your episode. <laughs> no, unfortunately not on our episode, but um <laughs> on, on his own social. I think he posted a picture of him with a twenty five million pound company and yeah. him running not a 25 million pound company, but being happier. Yeah. And, um, that literally got something like 250 or 300,000 like engagements. Nice. He, he gained like 50,000 new followers or something overnight, like from this thing. But that was for me, like a, a key point of like consistency. Cause I see him all the time, consistent, consistent, consistent. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it was quite nice to see, to be honest, cause when someone gets, I, I love to see people, other people be becoming successful at something they love. And I think that's really, really quite lovely. Yeah. yeah. You will, you will get rewarded. Like you say, that hockey stick moment does come for people. And the key is actually putting the work in beforehand. And then when it does hockey stick, what you're going to do next? Because if you don't do yeah. anything and capture that data and capture all those followers and engage them and put them somewhere else that you own them, you know, that was just, that was just a flash in the pan, wasn't it? Like if you can turn yeah. that into money, then you're onto something. Yeah. No, that's it. And you've got to think quick. What did you do in your, your first moment, your hockey stick moment? <laughs> to be honest with you, mate, I just really enjoyed arguing with people. Cause like when you get past a certain level and it goes to like past a thousand engagements or something, that's when all the dicks come out. And I absolutely love arguing with people. Like it, it, it brings me so much joy knowing that I've ruined someone's day in America or something like that. <laughs> I genuinely get a thrill from it. Um, so yeah, I just professionally annoy people. And then it tends to work because people go, oh, I love what you said to blah, blah, blah. And then should we have a chat about market? And I'm like, how is this working? I had, um, I remember I did one called Prince Andrew and Nonce. And I had uh, LinkedIn said, oh, Nonce is trending. Get involved in the conversation. And I was proud of that moment. That was a proud moment for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So literally like using, but you're, you're clearly doing it in a joking way, right? You're not doing it to be nasty to anyone. You're doing it in a way which is like friendly jokes. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of, <laughs> Come on. I'm well, some people, really piss me off. So, yeah, some, some people do deserve it, though. When you see people... Yeah. When you see people being, like, racist or homophobic and stuff, I think, right, I'm going to absolutely just intellectually eviscerate you here just so that everyone can see how stupid you are and that it hopefully puts off other people from, number one, having these thoughts or, number two, thinking that it's okay to say these yeah. things to people. So I think, you know, a lot of... When it comes to trolls one troll bring, opens the door for a load of other ones. So I think the positivity yeah. stuff needs to drown it out. And if they see someone getting absolutely rinsed, there's a good chance that that gun-toting knobhead from America isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to come on and say something homophobic. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I've seen so many times, like you look at some people on LinkedIn and they say some, something completely out of line. And you're like, you are like a senior like exec in a company and you're talking in that way. Like it just shocks me how like crazy LinkedIn can be sometimes. Like, uh, like I would literally fire someone in, in a case that they would say something like this on online. I would Absolutely. literally fire them because Absolutely. I would I have no space for it. 
I say that to the team all the time as well because uh, obviously our team's like uh, I think it's majority majority female now as well. Um, yeah. Whenever a strong female gives a strong opinion, what do you get? You get the mansplainers. You get the you know corporate calling over fifty telling them what what to do yeah. and how they should be doing their job. So I'm like, if in doubt, absolutely rinse them. And what they yeah. what they're going to do? Tag me in. I'll join in as well. Yeah, Not a yeah. I, I think it's it's about time that people actually did fight back and highlight like how fucking stupid these people are. Yeah. No, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, it's, it's it's good to see that you're using it positively. To be honest with you, because like I said, I see a lot of people in really silly things like conversations online, but you guys are doing it really nicely. So that's hats off to you. <laughs> no one's ever said that we do it nicely before. No, I, well, I, I I think personally because I I found you through LinkedIn, I was inspired by your content. So obviously, I'm a, a fan of the content. Um, but I think you do it in a nice way, which which helps resonate with your audience. So, but um, yeah. Anyway, I think this has been like a really really interesting show so far. Like because we've <laughs> talked about a range of different things around personal branding. Um, yeah. The way in which we usually end the show is yeah. we finish on one question, uh, which is what is the best bit of advice you've ever received? Uh, the best bit of advice I've ever received. Uh, I would probably say just because someone's more senior than you doesn't mean they know more than you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I'll be honest. Some of the stupidest people I've met in my career have been in boardrooms, um, CEOs, MDs, big companies. Um, so don't, don't be steamrolled over. Um, they called you for a reason. You've always got to remember that. Yeah. So don't, don't be afraid of telling them the truth. That's really great. I think that advice will go very well with this episode as well. But anyway, (laughs) how can, how can people find you? Uh, so yeah, you can, so you can find me on LinkedIn if you want. Um, yeah, please, please don't try and sell me anything because I'll tell you to fuck off. Um, go to our website as well if you want. Have a little nosy on there. See what you think of it. Let me know. Um, and then we're on Instagram as well. Quite active on Instagram. Oh, we just we just started t- um, TikTok as well. Really? Well, the young, yeah, the young ones are trying to get me on it, so they're making me do stuff. Um, so I apologise in advance for, for that. Uh, it'll probably ruin my future career, but you know we got we got to do these things. I don't know. You got to move with the times. I, I saw a video the other day, which was like when the social media girl comes down the stairs. Oh, I sent, yeah, we sent it to her. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Like that moment of like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we've all, we've all got des- we've all got designated days now, and everyone keeps forgetting, so we just get slacked. It's your day. Fuck, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been it's been so cool to have you on the show, and obviously to actually properly catch up with you as well. Um, I'm looking forward to a beer. I'm in Manchester on the 18th. So um, go around. Yeah, let's do something, mate. Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. thank Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much.